We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast for Wednesday, October the 12th. Uh, wide receiver Wednesday as my main man and a, a, a good man. He is a very he has helped me out a lot today uh, by being very flexible with me, and I I greatly appreciate it. Uh, the man from the Great White North, the man who is very excited for his Toronto Blue Jays to be playing. In the American League Championship Series, follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. Mr. Paul Bruno, what's up, brother? Hey, I've had a pretty fun day. I'm uh, looking forward to the Jays playoff, but I just finished watching the Austin Matthews debut. Four goals for a rookie in his first NHL game. That's a record, so I hope there's many more. And uh, number 34 sales are going to go off the charts in Toronto, I think. Yeah, no, his uh, his little gifs of his his sweet moves were all over Twitter, so uh, I certainly get that, and uh, I have had the opposite day with my computer crashing, so that's uh, that's always fun. But Paul, we make it work one way or another, right? Right on. All right, man, let's uh, let's dive in. We got a big slate of wide receivers, and uh, and Paul and I are going to be bringing you some some tight ends and defenses in the very near future as well. So, Paul. Uh, let's bust out these wide receivers. Um, why don't we just quickly just take Antonio Brown by himself because he's $1,100 more than the second receiver on the board. He's on Robinson at 8600 Antonio at 9700 if I'm not mistaken, his highest price of the season. Uh, are you? I mean, it's a great matchup for him, but are you willing to pay that kind of price? No way. Uh, you can find uh, a lot 
a lot of value elsewhere on the charts today. Save the money so you have some money to spend elsewhere. It's, it's uh, the guy's in a class by himself, we know that, but it just messes up the rest of your roster when you commit that kind of money, I think. Yeah, I feel the same. It's a bummer. Like, look, I think you can certainly justify getting him in a cash game. There are certainly enough values on the board where I think he's going to put up numbers no matter what. And if you hit, you hit. But I just think at that high a price for that for wide receiver, even though he's the safest bet on the board, I think, uh, you know, it is a lot to pay and you could probably spread it around elsewhere. All right. Paul, let's go from uh, from the 8,000 mark and above. It's actually 8,100 DeAndre Hopkins up to Allen Robinson at 8,600, kind of clustered together there. Uh, who do you see as, as a value play? As, as there are some big names in here, uh, a little bit cheaper than normal, but some tough matchups as well in there. Well, I'm looking at Jordy Nelson of Green Bay, 8,300 bucks against Dallas. He's averaging 16.2 points per week in, in FanDuel. And... Uh, Five TDs in four games played. The Cowboys' secondary is, is suspect, in my opinion. There were 30, 13 targets that went his way last week. I can see the same number going this week, and this guy's a lock, I think, to get 100 yards and another score against uh, that suspect Cowboy defense. And right below him, DeAndre Hopkins of Houston. They're against Indy. We've slagged the Indy defense all year long. We've been right on the money all year long, too. This guy's averaged 11.5 points per week in terms of his score, production in FanDuel. He's 22 for 42 in terms of receptions for targets, coming off a 5 for 9 week with a 59 yards and a TD. I think he dwarfs those numbers against Indy. So I'm looking at the bottom end of this, this section for the value in this grouping. Yeah, I agree. DeAndre is, is probably my favorite play of the group. Is, uh, you know, it's been that whole narrative where he's not getting the ball enough and they're, you know, the offense has been stalled and all that kind of stuff. So I think they're going to they're gonna get it to him. And Indy, obviously, not the best defense. Vontae Davis is is solid, but isn't doesn't seem to be quite as dominant as he used to be. So I agree. I think they're going to get Hopkins ball. I also, I liked Beckham last week. It didn't work out because the Giants... Eli is just hasn't looked great, but <clears throat> um, going up against uh, you know a Baltimore secondary that's had some struggles, Sharice Wright especially in the slot, and you'll see Beckham running out of the slot a lot. So um, I, I think that's a potential matchup to take advantage of, and, and he did get 12 targets last week. So you know you got to like that he got the numbers. And he didn't, you know, have any freakouts or anything like that. So uh, I think I think anytime you get the chance to get a guy of Beckham's talent, no matter how much the offense or him is struggling, in a in a pretty good matchup. I think for eighty three hundred, it's a it's a really nice upside play. Uh, all right, Paul, let's uh, let's move on to the seven thousand range here and above. There are a lot of names in here. It seems that what we lack at the very top, there's a big cluster of guys. From 7,000 to 7,900, who in this range kind of sticks out to you? Well, look at the receiving yardage so far this year, and Marvin Jones is leading the pack, So, and he's scoring 16.7 fantasy points in, uh, every week. Uh, he shoot, suits up, so uh, you've got to look at a guy like that. Even though he ranks 16th in the league in targets, he's making those receptions count. 
T.Y. Hilton at the top of this listing was 10 for 11 in terms of receptions for targets with 171 yards, a whopper a week last week uh, against the Bears. He gets Houston this week and he's averaging 17 points a week. So I like those two off the top. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, another good bet. This is a tasty matchup against, again against that suspect New Orleans defense. He comes in at 7,800 bucks. A little bit lower down the list. Uh, I felt sorry for Terrell Pryor against New England. He looked like a one-man gang just trying to hold the fort while the deluge was coming the other way. He, but he gets a lot of activity, activity. He's the centerpiece of this offense. And I look for that to continue against Tennessee for only 7000 bucks. That's, that's a good value play uh, on this board today. I, I like it going forward. And Michael Crabtree is kind of a boomer bust guy. Uh, his average is there, but it's... it's uh, there's a lot of waves in that chart, so uh, for $7,000, you might take a shot at him. Those are the values that I see in this range. Yeah, I think there are a lot of that. Like, this range is just stacked with, with really good values. Um, I, I think that Amari Cooper at 7100 and Crabtree as well at 7000 but especially Cooper at 7100 who, you know, finally got in the end zone last week. And, it, it, you know, it seems like they're, they're obviously leaning on him or want to lean on him. The Chiefs, you would think that they're you know, particularly good against wide receivers, but they're actually not that great against wide receivers. Um, uh, top, you know, five or six in uh, points allowed in terms of fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So um, for the price, I think that's a really nice value with Cooper there. Uh, also, Edelman, Cincinnati obviously has, has shown that they, they are not, potentially they are not that good, which is a surprise. But... <laughs> Um, your your Cowboys throttled them for the um, first half anyway. <laughs> yeah, hey, but you know they finished out and it was some garbage time points. I mean they they won that game decisively. Trust me, I don't want to say that, um, but as an Eagles fan, but um, so uh, but I think that's a nice value there. And then you know even you know there, there are just so many names whether it's Cooks or Baldwin or, or Marshall, like all these guys for for their prices are all really solid values. Uh, you know Fitzgerald against a. Uh, a Jets pass events, it's really struggled. So obviously Demarius, like I just think this is a really nice tier in addition to the guys you said. So um, a lot of value for me there. Let's uh, let's roll down to the uh, 6,900 down to 6,000 range here, Paul, is another tier that has a fair amount of names in here. Who kind of sticks out to you? Uh, Jeremy Macklin at the top end. I like him. Uh, he, he picked up 78 yards against a tough Pittsburgh team last week. Uh, Five for nine in terms of uh, receptions and targets. I think he's going to get a lot more activity against a suspect Oakland uh, pass defense. So I look for a big game from him in this in this range. Will Fuller from Houston also at 6,900. Again, against a, a very weak Indy pass defense. He's averaging 10 targets a week and 65 yards every week, facing that 29th ranked pass defense. That smells like a big win. Uh, at the pay window uh, in this round as well. And then uh, Jordan Matthews of your Eagles against the Redskins. I'm going to be watching that and, and hoping they beat the hell out of each other. And in the meantime, yeah. I expect Matthews to get way more than four targets and 65 yards uh, against this uh, Washington defense. Then a yeah. little lower down the list, one, uh, I'll give you one more at the lower end. Tyrell yeah. Williams, San Diego for 6100 bucks against Denver. That's another rivalry matchup. He had a big game with only six targets last week, topping 100 yards. And he's seeing eight, an average eight of eight plus targets per week. So I think if he continues to get that activity, he's going to threaten 100 yards in this matchup again. Yeah, I like the Williams call. I've been liking him for a few weeks here as he seems to provide some consistency. Um, Emmanuel Sanders at 6,800 sticks out to me. 
uh, you know, top seven or eight in targets in the entire league. He's been kind of the go-to receiver, and it looks like Trevor Simeon will be back this week. So that you know, they had a, uh, seemed to have a very good rapport so far. So uh, against a, a very bad San Diego pass defense without Jason Barrett, uh, I think that's a uh, a really nice price for him. He should be higher. Um, I love the Jordan Matt. He should. I love the Jordan Matthews call. And the other name here that sticks out to me is is John Brown against that uh, aforementioned awful Jets pass defense. And uh, he's just been really involved in the game, uh, in their game plan lately. Uh, his targets have gone up and up and up each week. And Michael Floyd seems to be the guy who's losing out on it. But um, Brown is priced really reasonably there. And with Palmer coming back, I think that's a nice matchup as well. And before we move on here, Paul, let me remind everyone, fantasy football fans, football is back, and that means that FanDuel is back. And this year, it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve to experience everything that sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stand under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Playing a beginner contest. If you have a dollar, there are games for just a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half win cash, or you can even settle a score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new features ensure a fair and level playing field. I say it every week, you know, there's no injuries. My, uh, you know, I have... I've, too many fantasy season-long teams that are already done for the season after five weeks, and I don't have to worry about that with FanDuel. So uh, it, it's really just a blast every week to have the opportunity to look at the matchups and make smart decisions and, and win money because of it. So you can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. At FanDuel, you can be sports rich, plus a special offer for new users. You can get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Here's the kicker. Not only will you get the free subscription, you'll also have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. So that means you get to play with this $10 and you get the RotoWire subscription for it. It's over $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. All right, Paul, let's, uh, let's get into these uh, these real value plays here down. Let's uh, let's go in the 5000 range and... Uh, there, there's a lot of names in here, so why don't we actually, you know, let's go 5,000 and we'll just go with the, the real under the radar plays at the end. So who in this 5,000 to 5,900 range sticks out to you? Well, there's a whole host of them, but what would a week of fantasy wide receiver review be without a Cowboys reference? I'm going to go with Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. 5,900 bucks with Bryant out again, it looks like. And against the suspect Packer defense, I see a spike in targets for Cole Beasley one more week. And uh, he's starting to stretch out his roots a little bit. They're not just five and seven yarders anymore. And uh, so he could put up some nice totals at that price point. And I'm looking forward to it, actually. Tavon Austin of the Rams. No Packers. 5,700 bucks at Detroit. This guy's averaging 8.9 points per week. He caught seven balls last week for 59 yards. And he also ran the ball three times for 26 for a little bit of extra yardage there on the ground. So I like the versatility in this matchup at that price point. Chris Hogan, of course, everybody on the, 
that Brady targets now is going to be uh, under my radar and my watch. And uh, Chris Hogan made a nice debut with that combination. Four for five last week with 114 yards. The Brady factor is a big one in this matchup against a Cincinnati defense. The pass defense was terrible last weekend. And if you think it was bad then, it's going to be worse this time around, I think. Then looking at the other side of the ball in that Cowboys-Packers matchup, I look at Devontae Adams for the Packers. I think the Cowboys are going to be focusing on Nelson a little bit too much, and, and Devontae Adams could sneak in there with a, with a big day uh, as a secondary receiver. Uh, Brandon LaFell, he looked uh, pretty good last week against New England. A lot of his yardage came in garbage time. I suspect there will be... Uh, sorry, he's facing them uh, this weekend, and I think there's going to be garbage time uh, effect uh, with LaFell. He got a lot of his yardage last week in the similar uh, scenario with two TDs. I think I could see him repeating that, but it's going to be a long day for him and his mates. Yeah, I think you, you, we kind of you slid that in there, but but it, it turns out that you don't think Dak, uh, Dak Prescott is as good as Tony Romo yet. Is that what you're saying? Or excuse me, that Tony, uh, not Tony Romo, Tom Brady. No, he's he's not too bad. I don't think he's too bad. <laughs> you don't think he's Tom Brady yet, though? Not yet. No, no, no. He's give him a couple more weeks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be interesting uh, to see what happens in Dallas. What, what do you think about Romo, though, as a Cowboys fan? Like, when he is healthy, do you want Romo back at quarterback, or just to segue real quick off of Vandal? Do you want Romo back, or do you want you want Prescott to keep going if he's playing well? I like what I see out of Dak Prescott. I think I was watching the game last week, and they actually said they're, they're, they looked through all the game films of his first four games. And the review revealed not one bad pass that was thrown. That's remarkable for a rookie. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. And I wonder, now that I said it, he'll probably throw three on the weekend. But so far, what I see is very good. And, and he doesn't take the chances that Romo did uh, for, throughout his career. I think Romo is one of the highest percentage passers around. But there's too much of Brett Favre in him. And, and I know he idolizes number four. And it's special day uh, coming up for him in that particular game. I'm going to turn off the halftime, though, because I can't stand him. <laughs> that was a great answer. I agree with you. Let, let me put it this way. As an Eagles fan, I want Tony Romo back. Uh, yeah, but I, I also think that, per, I, I don't know if I think that Tony Romo should play again. Like, you know, I feel like his back is ready to go at any minute. But um, again, back to FanDuel, which is great. Uh, all right, Paul, uh, I agree with pretty much everyone. Uh, uh, not like the vast majority of the guys you talked about in here, I... I you hit on some of the guys I was going to hit on uh, as well, especially um, I like the Devontae Adams call. Uh, I like the Brandon LaFell call is one of my favorites in this range. There's uh, only really one guy you didn't mention who I'm, I'm really, really bullish on this week. And actually one of my favorite plays of the week considering the value. And that's Cam Meredith. I uh, had the 12 targets, nine catches, 130 yards and a touchdown against Cindy with you know, Alshon uh, um, kind of limping around and, and Eddie Royal limping around and uh, Hoyer just locked into Meredith. And they seem to have really think good thing going and Jacksonville is not very good. So I think this could be a nice matchup uh, for Meredith to build on that first performance. So I think Cam Meredith for 5,400 in a game where it looks like the rest of those Bears receivers are still kind of banged up, I think, uh, I think that's a nice opportunity for Meredith to, to build on that momentum. Uh, all right, Paul, let's, uh, let's rock out with these uh, $4,000 and above to, to up to five guys here, the, uh, the true values. Was there 
even anyone in here worth taking a shot on for you. Yeah, you, your voice tells me you're not finding too much value. I had to find, uh, look very hard here. I came up with two names. I've got Jerron Brown of the, the Cards, 4,900 bucks against that. You mentioned the Jets' pass defense, not very good. Uh, you might take a, a flyer there. Another one, uh, this guy was featured a little bit more than I expected in the Cleveland offense. That's Andre Hawkins at 4,600 bucks. He collected four balls for 56 yards, and it looks like they're trying to find a second complement to the aforementioned Terrell Pryor. Maybe this guy's it, and this looks like an opportunity where he could see more reps and more productivity than he showed even last week. But that's about it that I see down here. Yeah, I, I, I'll add two more names. Uh, Eli Rogers with the potential for Sammy Coates to be either out or kind of held back with the, uh, the I guess it's a hand injury. All I know is that he has a, a cast on his hand. Um, so, uh, potential for Rodgers to step up in a really nice matchup and a great passing offense. And then uh, you get homery. I'll, I'll get a little homery here. Uh, I do think that, and only as an upside tournament play, there's no potential. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying there's any anything you can bank on here, but the Eagles have been trying to work Doriel Green back more and more into their game plans, it appears, and he has seemed to have a bigger role in the offense as the season has gone on. So at 4,800 against, yeah, as you mentioned before, a pretty bad Washington secondary, I could see Doriel Greenbeck being a, a, a nice as a boomer bust type of play for, for a very cheap price where, you know, if he catches a touchdown, he, he makes your day. So um, uh, I think that's a potential upside play. But again, it's not for the faint of heart, Paul. Is what I would say. <laughs> well, I hope they beat their brains in. That's the NFC battles. I love it when the Cowboys aren't involved. That's what I look for, and uh, I'll be watching it closely. Yeah, I mean, you guys get got the got the pack, so that should be uh, that should be interesting. So, uh, it, you know, it will be impressive if they go in there and beat the beat the Packers. So, we will see how that plays out. So, uh, again, this has been uh, Paul, and I will be back very soon. You might say to uh, to give you the tight ends and defenses for this week six late. Uh, but this has been the wide receiver Wednesday podcast uh, for Paul Bruno. I'm James Seltzer. Thank you again for listening to the October 12th wide receiver Wednesday edition of the Roadwire DFS podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.